What's that timer for, Stephen? Well, you know that nothing makes me happier than a fresh cup of coffee. Ooh, I hope it's Boona Roaster's Yigrashef blend. That's my favorite. Yigrashef. Yes, it took me a little bit to get Yigrashef, but I've gotten it now. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's spelled that way, but Yigrashef, and it's my favorite. Yes, we've mentioned repeatedly how much we love Boona Roaster and Blaine so much um, that Blaine did something actually special for our listeners. And you're right, she did, being the best coffee we've had it on our, our entire lives. Absolutely. She is giving everyone who listens 10% off their first order with the coupon code HAPPY so they can try it for themselves. And I know our listeners would love her coffee not only for its flavor, but for the impact of your purchase. Yes, Blaine is a wonderful human with a small business here in Sarasota that uses only the best Ethiopian coffee beans. She aims to empower and inspire the people they work with from beans to cup. Yes, a percentage of all of her profits will be donated to the Fair Trade Farmers, Hope of Children, and Save the Children charities all in Ethiopia. So if you're ready for the best cup of coffee you will ever have, head on over to www.bunaroaster.com. That's B-U-N-A-R-O-A-S-T-E-R.com and place your order today. Do not forget to use the coupon code HAPPY for 10% off. It's easy to remember since the coffee will certainly make you happy. And speaking of happy, let's head on over to our episode. Hello, returning happies and new listeners. This is Steve Bennett-Martin. And this is Stephen Martin Bennett. And And welcome welcome to A Lifetime of Happiness on on the the Sun Coast. The podcast where we take you on our journey as we search for the secret to living a happy life on the Sun Coast while hopefully helping make yours better along the way. And today we're going to be talking about video games, why we love it, and how they can help make your life happier. Yes, I had a feeling that we were going to be talking about video games or mentioning them frequently on this podcast, and so I figured we might just start by getting it out of the way with our Season 2 premiere. I think that's an excellent idea. Yes, but before we get into that, what's making you happy? So, we all know what's going on in the world right now, and it's difficult, and it's frustrating, and... It can really affect people's moods. But one of the things that I'm loving is how people are going out of their way to reach out to the people that they care about. Like, we, I am in touch with my parents via text every day. And even though we can't be physically near each other, it helps to have that constant contact and a... We have two different groups of friends, one that I've known for over 20 years Mm -hmm. and our group of friends down here, and we have group text chats with them, and even though it is just texting, it makes it feel like we're hanging out and we're able to share what's going on in our lives and like what we're having for dinner and sharing recipes and, you know, teasing each other and being sarcastic, and it makes things 
better and it makes me happy. Yeah. What I, about you? And I can I can certainly agree and understand that. I know that I've been talking to a lot of friends from up north and my brother and his wife and like a lot of people that I normally used to not talk to as much beforehand and it's the social distancing has made me value those, you know, friendships and relationships that much more. So not only has that been making me happy, but we are not only recording this amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, but we also are recording this a couple days after Mother's Day. And so that made me very happy, uh, not only to be able to celebrate the two amazing moms in our life, mine and yours, but we even got the chance to help make a triple chocolate cheesecake for the family for Mother's Day, which was great getting back into the Bennett Martin Bakery again. Yes. And then being able to go up and have that as well as Barry's delicious lasagna, not only on Mother's Day with them, but while staying socially distanced. But we had our little porch party on Sunday, six feet apart. Well, and we were able to even have it again last night for leftovers. Yeah. And so if anybody's wondering what a porch party is, um, we, working in senior living, are very exposed exposed to the virus and things. And the last thing we want to do is to give it to anyone that we care about. So we came up with the idea of being able to see family and be near them without being physically near them. So what we do is we go up and we sit on the lanai and um, they're inside the house. We are outside of the house and there is a screen door in between us and roughly about 10 to 15 feet. And we get to hang out, have conversations, and try to have some semblance of normalcy. And, and that's another thing that is happy-making. Yes. And actually, what I love now is with our new focus in this season on focusing locally, as we transition into happy news, uh, we have happy news from you know our own backyard, which is always our favorite kind of happy news. I know that my happy news is that I've been involved with this amazing effort locally called Feed the Front that started with the Brookdale communities in Bradenton. And Sam and the whole team from the Sarasota County Aging Network Board, have, including myself, have all banded together to work on it. And what Feed the Front is, is it's helping feed the employees that are working in the buildings that are directly being affected by COVID-19. You know, these are people that sometimes, you know, are having to have their kids stay with other family members for weeks or months at a time because they are exposed to these people day in and day out. So you're talking more about the skilled nursing, the rehabs, and some of the memory care and assisted livings in town. Yeah, correct. And so it started in Bradenton, but it's gone down to Sarasota and we're working our way down the Sun Coast. Now it's in Venice and possibly moving into Collier and Lee counties. And so it's something that right now we're doing all of the fundraising for it to help work with these restaurants and work with these um, great companies like the Girl Scouts of America who have donated Girl Scout cookies. So not only do they get this amazing meal, but they get a whole box, each employee of Girl Scout cookies to bring home. And so it's really helping feed the front. And did I see the other day Mellow Mushroom was the first restaurant that participated? Yes. Yes, you did. And so with such great partners, you know, if you're interested in getting involved, the best thing you can do is just go to the Sarasota County Aging Network website, which is sarasotacountyagingnetwork.com. But I will also add that to the show notes for you guys to click over and automatically it pops up a donation button, whether it be a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars that will go into helping us feed the employees that are making sure that you and your loved ones are safe. This is amazing. And 
you know, we always hear about the people working at the hospitals and the doctors, the nurses, the CNAs, everybody working on the front lines, the people at the grocery stores and things. And sometimes um, we don't hear on the national news and things about the people that are working in senior living that are working every day and that, you know, while trying to be safe, are potentially exposed. And it's stressful on all of us that are having to be essential employees and out there helping the seniors in our community because that's what we do and that's what we love. And so I love that you guys are helping them have a better, brighter day. And you're saying thank you, and we appreciate your sacrifice, and we appreciate your hard work. That's amazing. Yes. Well, thank you very much. And so as much as that's my happy news, you can't steal it because I'm the one helping to feed the front. (laughs) Well, that's okay. I have other happy news. Well, share with me it then. Okay. So one of the things that I've loved seeing, um, and it probably goes back to my whole obsession with the cartoon Captain Planet when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. and is, like, you see that since people are social distancing and isolating and staying at home, like um, fish are returning to the Venice canals over in Italy and they're seeing deer in the streets of London and it's all of, you know, nature finding a way, kind of like the line from Jurassic Park, except (laughs) we don't have Tyrannosaurus Rex taking over Sarasota. Not yet. Not yet. Fingers crossed. Uh, Kidding. But one of the things about Florida is, so there are leatherback sea turtles. And what they're noticing this year is that the number of nests are skyrocketing compared to last year. And anybody that lives on the Sun Coast knows all about the turtle nests on the beach. Don't touch them. No fires on the beach. No bright lights. And trying to protect them and make sure that the nests have the best chance to hatch and for the turtles to get out to sea. And I just think that it's amazing that what we're seeing here on the Sun Coast is that while we're all, you know, away from the beaches a little bit, nature is finding a way and it's making a better life for those turtles. And that's just anybody that's ever watched the videos of the eggs hatching and the little turtles rushing down the beach to get to the water. It puts a smile on your face and knowing that there's more of those little turtles that are going to make it this year. I think that's great. Yes. And not only are they very popular or able to reproduce in Florida, but the other place they reproduce is in Thailand, uh, which they experienced the same thing. They had uh, more than more than 11 nests on the Thailand beaches this spring, which was more than any time during the last two decades. And the reason why the leatherbacks are such important turtles is because not only is their population dwindling, but they are the largest of all living turtles. Look at that. You and all of your little knowledge. Well, I did research. (laughs) Well, that's enough news, Mr. Newsman. Let's get down to our topic of the week, video games. Yes. Hopefully we'll be able to, by speaking about video games as much as you want today, it'll minimize the fact that we'll probably only be bringing it up every episode and what's making us happy a little bit. (laughs) But (laughs) There is that chance. Yes. But um, why do you love video games, Stephen? That is an excellent question. Goodness, it goes back to when I was eight years old and we got the first Nintendo Entertainment System back in the day with the original Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. 
and we played it as a family, and it just became something that my brother and I did together and certain games that we all would play together, and it's just been a part of my life since then from Mario Party things with friends and family and Mario Kart to ways that you can just, you know, experience different cultures and worlds and just escapism from reality for a bit because we all know how reality can be. And sometimes it's good to just get away for a bit and smile and forget about the world. Yeah, and I mean, I can say that, I mean, I always enjoyed video games as much as, you know, I remember getting my first Game Boy and my first Super Nintendo, and I've always enjoyed video games, but what I think when I really fell in love love with video games was when I, like, was when they got to video games that had stories, because I was always such an avid book reader, but you can only read so many books, and it just adds this extra, not only visual component to these great in-depth stories at times, but also interaction that you normally don't get with a book. Uh, I remember when, like, my first, like, one of my favorite video game memories from when I was younger is I remember when we did a family trip to my Aunt Alfie and Uncle John's uh, down in, like, North or South Carolina when they lived there when I was really young. And we rented, because they had a Super Nintendo upstairs, so to keep me and my little brother busy, we rented some games, and one of them was Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo and it was the first game that I read that, you know, had a story and it did, had me in right from the second. And so it was one of those where back then you had to return the, the games to the video store. But like as soon as we were done with that vacation, I was like, we need to go out and get this game so I could finish. And like and I replayed everything I played and then finished the game and finished it again years later on the, the DS. And it's an amazing RPG and this, a, a great story. But it just kind of blew my mind that that's what a video game could be like. I absolutely understand because I think my first gaming love was The Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. and it always has been ever since then like Legend of Zelda, Metroid, these games that have immersive worlds and you know 50 plus hours of experiencing these just amazing stories and it's just something that has stuck with me to even now. And what's amazing is if you look at the number of gamers in the world, Mm -hmm. you would think, oh, people are like, oh, people grow out of video games. But that doesn't actually seem to be true because there are exponentially more gamers now than there were in the 90s. Yeah, and I I think that's because the types, like the definition of a video game has also evolved so much where, uh, like, tell me if I'm getting it right from the history books, but like Atari was one. Yes, Atari was around. (laughs) Pong was the first one. And, you know, with games like Pong out there, but then nowadays, Pong, you can have on your mobile device and anyone can access it as well as a million other games that are way more complex and aren't just the traditional video games that people would think of on these systems. You have like Words with Friends friends. or people play Candy Crush. Yes. And um, for a couple years there, Farmville was a huge thing. Huge. Like. The definition of what's a video game has changed so dramatically. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
What game are you game or games are you playing now that make you happy? The same ones that well, the same one that same ones actually that you are. Uh, we are still even technically because this is season two. We are a season later, and we are still strong in Animal Crossing in both of our villages. I love my village. It is called Krakoa, and un- like your village can get rated up to five stars. Unfortunately, mine is still four stars. Mine's five stars. I know. Good for you. <laughs> and then we started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes. Which has been great. Because I played Final Fantasy seven, the, the, re, the remake or the remaster, and it was... Well, it definitely was a remake because it was not the original, but it was such an awesome game that brought me back to like those roots that afterwards I was like, I need more Final Fantasy. How can I get the most? And then I was like, Final Fantasy fourteen is like a billion hours, so that's the most you can get. Like, even my parents play video games. Yeah. Um, my mom and dad are big into Words with Friends, mm-hmm. and also there's this game called Flow Free, mm-hmm. and it's all about these boards that have different colored dots, and you have to connect the like colored dots, like red to red, blue to blue, and in doing so, you have to m- make sure you use every square on the board. So it's kind of a fun um, brain teaser to mm-hmm. do it, like... There are some that are easy, but then there's some that when you get done with it, you're like, oh, I'm very proud of myself for figuring that one out. Yeah, and I, one thing that I think is a great example, because I mean, games obviously bring a lot of enjoyment for the fact that they're engaging, but even I know one of the reasons why your mom is so proud of how active she is on games like Words with Friends is she, it helps her mind stay active in her retirement, and it helps keep her brain moving, and so she, you know, she understands that that can help fight some forms of dementia. And so it's something that she does to keep her her brain active. And so games not only can help people have fun, but mm-hmm. they can also, we've seen with Pokemon Go, the number of people who were playing that game. And because of that game, they were going for walks and losing weight and being more active and social than they had been before. So it's, it's amazing the power that games have had. Well, like you were saying, being more social, like even um, Words with Friends, they have the whole chat function and everything on there. And I know that um, my mom uses it to talk to her sister-in-law and friends from back home in Spencer, West Virginia. And I just think that that's great. Just the way Facebook can connect people. Some of these games can connect people that are thousands of miles apart where you feel like they're now a part of your daily life. Mm-hmm. I can imagine, yeah, and I certainly understand. Now, it might be hard because this wasn't prepared, but what are your three to five top games that you would say are your favorite video games of all time? Favorite video games of all time would be The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. came out for the Super Nintendo in the early 90s. Um, I think that one was a game changer for Zelda in general. Um Another one would be um, probably the Metroid Prime series. Mm -hmm. Um, Between the graphics and the exploration, and it was just fantastic. And a third one, goodness, I would probably say Super Mario World, back from the Super Nintendo. It's probably the game, besides The Link to the Past, that I beat the most. And we just replayed that last year. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. It I got holds to, up so well. It does. And I got to be Luigi, as always, because every 
younger brother knows that's the character you played growing up because the older brother was always Mario. Yes, I was going to say, because I don't mind playing Mario, because I always played Mario growing up because I was the older brother. So. There you go. <laughs> what yes. about you? What are what would you say are your three favorite? I would say Chrono Trigger is definitely up there just because that's what made me fall in love with video games, uh, like in terms of being more than just something to keep yourself busy. But I th- remember playing through it one part and like actually crying. So it was the first video game that really touched me. No, I would say, though, the Chrono, Chrono Trigger was definitely one for me. I would say that even though it did not hold up well at all, GoldenEye, on the N64, just for the memories that I have, that was the game that, like, at all my friends' houses, everyone had a GoldenEye game, and everyone, like, always, it was a matter of who knew the cheat codes or who had everything already locked, and, like, heaven forbid you go to a friend's house and they didn't, like, unlock everything yet, because then you could not end that play date until they unlocked everything. Just the social, that was the first, like, big social experience of a game I had besides you know, Pokemon with trading on the playground. And then I would, I would have to say just the Pokemon series in general, because there was a period of time when like, you know, college had to take priority or, you know, other things had to take priority and I didn't game as much, but the one game that I would always drop everything for was Pokemon, any new Pokemon release. And I, I'm never ashamed to say that I'm a big Pokemon gamer, even when it was like not cool for a while before Pokemon go made it cool again. Now, one of the things I did want to mention to people that may be thinking that, boy, this isn't Suncoast-focused at all. One of the things we want to do with the podcast is to get out into the community and highlight businesses and places in Sarasota that are special and important to us and that make us happy. But we all know right now, that that's not really an option just yet. And we are all spending a lot more time at home. And so if you have never like actively engaged in a video game before, you thought that it was something silly, you have a device that can play a game. You know, if you don't have to go out and spend hundreds of dollars to buy a video game system, if you have a phone, you have games you could play on there. If you have a computer, there are games you could play on there, but it's a great way to keep yourself busy. And especially if it's a social game, like where it's with friends or something that engages and connects you, you could be having two birds with one stone, not only on the sun coast, but wherever in the world you are and find this like new great way to experience your friendships absolutely i couldn't agree more yes and so i'll make sure that we also put a couple of the our favorite games in the show notes as well so you can make sure you can look them up if you need to reference them back with from our recommendations and if you're looking for something active right now and you have a nintendo switch we highly recommend animal crossing you can even come visit our islands absolutely we will definitely share those codes and if you haven't heard of animal crossing it truly is the biggest stress reliever, happy making game that is out right now. It's just unbelievable the way you can just relax and create and live. Yeah, well, I, I know, I, I forget who the celebrity it is, but the post, oh, it was um, from Dirk Gently. Elijah Wood posted something about from the Lord of the Rings and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like Elijah Wood though like posted something about like looking for fruit or like looking for something and it went viral. It was like a top trending tweet. So Animal and Crossing is catching on. He actually found um somebody's island on Twitter and sent them a private message saying, "Can I come visit your island?" Mm-hmm. and spent like an hour there talking to this person and like they just exchanged gifts and things and they were like 
never in my life could I say, you know, I just gamed with Elijah Wood. And she said that he was as nice as you would expect him to be. Yes. So if somehow you end up listening to this, Elijah, um, you are awesome and you can visit our islands and talk to us. 100%. Or any other celebrities. <laughs> I would love it if Nicole Byer was out there playing Animal Crossing and then visit my island. Chrissy Teigen, if you're listening, please. Yes. So video games are definitely more than just a kid thing. And I, I hope that if you thought of that beforehand, we've given you some food for thought. Absolutely. Yes. And thank you all for tuning into our season premiere. We are back on a regular schedule where we will be releasing new content for you weekly, every Wednesday during the day, sometime on Wednesday. Sometimes it'll be the morning, sometimes it'll be at night, but I promise you'll never go to bed on Wednesday without some sort of new content from us for a while. <laughs> we will we might have a season break eventually again or take like a week off because there are holidays and things. But right. we will let you know in advance when those breaks are going to be. Exactly. Oh, I would love to do this forever and ever, but that's a big commitment on like episode 13. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thank you all. And I also wanted to take a moment because earlier in the week, I reached out to all the, the people who follow us on Facebook and asked them what was making them happy to get some community engagement. And so I am pulling it up right now, but while I'm not pulling it up, I'm going to edit this part out so it's shorter, but all of our fans, thank you for commenting and engaging. I know a lot of them were mentioning alcohol, but some of the highlights were, I love Tanya's comment about still being able to serve the community for our seniors. A lot of my fellow coworkers felt that way. Pam Palowski, who was on my sister podcast, Senior Living on the Sun Coast, recently mentioned how as a, she's so grateful as a cancer and stroke survivor that she still has the ability to work, enjoy family, and make a difference. And I couldn't agree more because she does such great work for our community. So does Jeannie Davis, who's been working in her yard with her husband and enjoying the lanai. And Stephanie McKinnon, who's been on, who was on our adoption episode about her life and everybody in the journey with her. So thank you for you guys for being super fans. And you could be our next super fan. All you need to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Podchaser, or even email us your thoughts and comments along with your questions to happylifepod at gmail.com. That's yes. H-A-P-P-Y-L-I-F-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Yes, and you can also find more information about this podcast as well as my other podcast from Happy Life Pod over on the website, www.happylifepod.com, spelled the same exact way. Or you can visit our Patreon page to help support the show and unlock special VIP bonus content. And until next time, everyone, stay happy! happy.